Good morning, City Church. Pastor Troy coming to you right here in the City Church lobby, Sunday morning, December 8th, 2013. And if you're watching this video, you've probably already heard the news that we've been forced to cancel our services this morning. Uh, nothing that we ever, ever want to do, but it was a decision we felt like we needed to make. As a pastor, my first job, my priority is to, to shepherd the flock that God has given me. And as a shepherd, uh, one of the greatest things I can do is to protect the sheep. And so we made the call, uh, hopefully the right call, to cancel our service today so that you could stay home, so that you could stay safe. Now, we have gotten quite a few reports of people who are without power this morning. If you are without power and, and you need something, if you need shelter, if you need a warm place to stay, if you need uh, food, if you need anything else, don't hesitate to let myself know, to let one of our elders know. Man, we are a church family, and we're going to, as a family, get through this storm together. So please feel free to reach out if you're in any of those situations. Obviously, if you don't have power, you might not be watching this video right now. Maybe you're pulling it up on your smartphone. I don't know. But uh, if your power was to go out later on after you've watched this, please reach out to us and let us know. Uh, one of the great things about technology is that even though we can't all come together and gather this morning, we can access the power of the internet and give you just a, a small piece of what our Sunday morning service would have looked like. We are kicking off a brand new service series today, or we were supposed to be kicking off a brand new series today. And that series is called this. It's Jesus is the reason for dot, dot, dot. See, you're probably familiar with the classic Christmas expression that Jesus is the reason for the season. And I believe that that's a true story. Jesus is the reason for the season. I've used that phrase before. I'm sure many of you have used that phrase as well. It's a, a great reminder in the midst of the Christmas season when it's so easy to get caught up in the commercialism and so easy to get caught up in the materialism, so easy to get caught up in, in all of the other things that come with Christmas that, you know what, Jesus is the reason why we have all this. Jesus is the reason why we celebrate. Jesus is the reason why we give gifts. Jesus is the reason for the season. But as I heard that expression this week, excuse me, as I heard that expression uh, this month uh, earlier on, I got uh, a little bit of an idea. Something just kind of triggered in me that, you know what, Jesus is the reason not just for the season, but Jesus is the reason for everything. Jesus is the reason for it all. The Bible says that every good and pleasant gift, every good and perfect gift comes down to us from the Father of lights, the Father above, and ultimately the greatest gift that the Father's given us, the greatest gift that anyone could ever give us, is the gift of Jesus. All these good things that we have, we have because Jesus came to us. We find them in the person of Jesus. And so we're going to take the next few weeks and we're going to look at different themes, different things that we always associate with the Christmas season, and we're going to look at how Jesus is the reason for those things, things like peace. Things like giving. And what we're looking at this morning, things like joy. Man, don't you love the word joy? Don't you love to experience joy? I'm partial and biased to the word joy because my beautiful wife, Melody, it's her middle name. I've got to love joy. I don't have a choice in the matter. But even before I met this incredible woman, even before God blessed me to marry her, I always loved the word joy joy. It's just a fun word to say. It just kind of rolls off the tongue and it has such a beautiful, incredible meaning. All of us love to experience joy. 
And as I prepared this message this week, it's ironic enough because this morning I woke up around 6.45 and discovered that we weren't going to be having service. And immediately my joy was stolen. It was taken away. I lost my joy. I'm going to be honest with you, I was bummed. I was disappointed, man. I was discouraged. I so look forward to worshiping with you guys each and every Sunday morning. I love having a lobby full of Christians, of city church people. It's about 9.40 on Sunday morning right now, man. Uh, on a normal Sunday, this place would be popping. There'd be music flowing. We'd have kids getting checked into Kid City. Everybody would be checking out the new Christmas decorations that we put up this week, like this Christmas tree and many other things. Man, we'd be loving life together. People would be hitting the coffee bar. We'd be shaking hands with new people. I love that, man. I live for Sunday morning. Sunday morning is the highlight of my week. And so when I found out this morning that this stupid ice storm had stolen my Sunday morning experience, I lost my joy. And it's so funny because I'm supposed to be preaching on joy this morning, and God just kind of backhanded me upside the head and said, you know what? How are you going to let something like this, something so insignificant, steal your joy? Because the truth is, if I have Jesus, that's all that I need. Man, if I have Jesus, I should always have joy. If I have salvation, I should never lose joy. I should never let the incidents of life, the circumstances that sometimes can be up and sometimes can be down, those things cannot determine my joy. My joy should be found in nothing less than Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that Jesus sends to live inside of me and you, when we receive salvation, that one of the fruits, one of the evidences that the Holy Spirit is in our life is we walk in joy. And so, after a little conviction, my joy was restored. As much as I miss seeing each and every one of you guys, as much as I miss the high fives and the hugs, as much as I miss the conversations and the chance to pray together, as much as I love the opportunity to worship together, I still have my joy because I have my Jesus. Because you see, Jesus is the reason for joy. When we look to the Christmas story, there's basically two accounts in Scripture of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, leaving heaven and coming to earth as a baby. As we read these accounts, the first one we find is in the book of Matthew, in Matthew chapter 2. And Matthew chapter 2 introduces us to a group of men known as the Magi. Oftentimes we call them the wise men. These are these mysterious individuals who the Bible say says came from afar. They came from a long distance away. Many hundreds of miles, perhaps even thousands of miles, most likely from the land of Persia. And they came to worship the king. They came to worship the son of God who was to be born to be the king of the Jews. And so when they arrive in Israel, they go to Jerusalem, the capital, because where else would a king be born, and they go to the palace, and they go to King Herod, and they say, hey, we've come to worship the newborn king of the Jews, and Herod's like, homies say, what? There's a new king of the Jews being born? Uh, I didn't know anything about this, so he says, hang on just one second, and he goes, and he gets his advisors, and he asks them, what do the prophets say about this baby who's supposed to be born? Where is the Messiah, the Christ, supposed to be born? And his scribes tell him, supposed to be born in Bethlehem. The baby, the Messiah, is supposed to come to the city of David. And so Herod goes back and he relays the information to the Magi, and he says, go and worship the baby, and after you find him, come back and let me know where he is, so I may go 
and worship him also. And obviously you probably know the story. Herod's intentions were not to go and worship Jesus. They were to go and destroy Jesus. He saw Jesus as a threat to the throne. So he sent the Magi off to find out exactly where he was for him. And thankfully the Magi, after they found Jesus, they had an angel appear to them in a dream and say, don't go back to Herod. And, and so they did not. And uh, Jesus was rescued and, and taken off to the land of Egypt. But what I want you to see is in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 10. As they're leaving Jerusalem, as they're leaving the palace where King Herod is, and they step back out into the night, the star appears to them once again, the star that it appeared to them to tell them to leave their land, to leave their country, to come and worship the newborn king of the Jews. That star suddenly appears to them once more. And in Matthew chapter 2, verse 10, it says, When they saw the star, they were overjoyed overjoyed. When's the last time you experienced the feeling of overjoy? You weren't just joyed, you were overjoyed. Man, I'm not even sure when the last time I experienced that sensation was, but I know I've had it many times in my life, and it's such an incredible thing. And the Magi discovered this feeling of being overjoyed because they knew who Jesus was. They knew that Jesus was the King of the Jews, that he was the Son of God, and they went to worship him, and they went and bowed down before him when they found him, and they gave him these gifts of gold and of frankincense and of myrrh. But they were overjoyed because they knew that Jesus had come. Are you overjoyed because Jesus came? Does the Christmas season, does the truth that Jesus came, even apart from this time of year, does that cause you to be overjoyed? It should. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't it cause all of us to experience that same sensation that the Magi felt 2,000 years ago at the sight of a star? All they saw was a star. We actually get to experience Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit present in our life that Jesus has sent to us. We get to have every day, and we should be overjoyed because of it. Then we skip over to the book of Luke two books later. We find another account of the birth of Jesus. And in Luke's account, he doesn't tell us about the Magi. He tells us about another group, a group that we're maybe a little more familiar with, the shepherds. See, there's these shepherds out watching their flocks of sheep by night. And as they're watching their sheep, I'm sure they're kind of dozing off. They're probably not really interested. Uh, I'm sure that there wasn't really a whole lot that happened on the night shift out in the fields. And then all of a sudden, boom, the heavens open and there is an angel bright and loud and in front of them and they're freaking out and as that angel appears to them he tells them something and i never realized this until this week as i was preparing for this message but in luke chapter 2 and verse 10 remember it was matthew 2 10 that we found out that the magi were overjoyed in luke chapter 2 verse 10 the angel says to them do not be afraid for i bring you good news of great joy the King James says very famously, glad tidings of great joy. Which whichever translation you look at, we see the same thread, the same theme. That it was good news, great news of great joy. You see, when the shepherds found out about Jesus, the shepherds said, look, I, or the angel said, look, I've got news for you that is going to bring you great joy. It's going to cause you to be overjoyed. Why? Because Jesus is the reason for joy. The Magi knew this truth. 
The shepherds found this truth out. The question is, are we living that truth today? I know the Christmas season many times can bring many things that are not really joyful. Bring stress and bills. Christmas season can bring meetings with people that we don't always love to see. The Christmas season can bring traffic. The Christmas season can bring weather that causes our plans to be changed. Many things can happen that would come to us and steal our joy at the Christmas season. But as we go through this season together, as we go through life together, even far beyond the Christmas season, as 2014 gears up in just a few weeks, I want you to remember, and I want myself to remember, that Jesus is the reason for joy. No matter what is going on in my job situation, no matter what is going on in my relationships, in my family, no matter what challenges I'm facing, no matter what struggles I have, I have Jesus. And because I have Jesus, I can have joy. And the same is true for you this morning. Jesus is the reason for joy. So as you stay at home today and stay warm, bundle up, sit by the fire, play some games with your family or whatever you may do, watch some football, go Seahawks, by the way, you get a great chance to watch my Seahawks today against the 49ers. Whatever it is that you do today, I want you to remember that because of Jesus, you can have joy. Let's pray real quick. Father God, I just thank you for your church. God, I thank you that we don't have to be together in one building to be our church, Lord God, and, and to be your church. And Lord, I just pray right now. I pray for joy for your people, Lord, for each family, for each man, each woman, each young person watching this video this morning. God, I just speak joy over them. Lord, I just call upon the Holy Spirit inside of your believers, God, to, to begin to, to go to work, to discover and dig out of us the joy that you've already placed inside of us. God, I ask you to help us to walk in joy. Help us to remember that because of Jesus, we have a reason for joy. No matter what's going on around us, Lord, help us to be those people that we would celebrate, that we would walk in joy. We love you and we praise you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys for checking this out this morning. Before I let you go, I just wanted to mention just a couple of things as, as we get ready to go out and put this into practice and realize that Jesus is the reason for joy. I just want to let you know a couple things. First of all, all of our City Church activities have been canceled today. That includes our Next Steps 401 that was going to be this afternoon as well as our 6-2 Christmas party that was going to be this evening. Both of those things are postponed. Next steps will be next Sunday, the, uh, immediately following service, just like it was going to be today. Uh, the 6-2 Christmas party, we're kind of tweaking some things, trying to figure out exactly when that's going to be scheduled. So I don't know exactly when that's going to be rescheduled too, but we will be making that up. We will definitely have a Christmas party for our students. So I wanted to let you know about that. Also, wanted to remind you, as you probably already know, uh, if you were planning on giving this morning, you can go to citychurchob.com. Just go to the online giving link. Click on that. It's going to take you to a PayPal page. Uh, you don't even have to have a PayPal account. You can just pay with your credit card right there. I already did this myself this morning because I wasn't going to have a chance to give here at church today. So uh, if you did want to give today or, or maybe God has spoken to you and is leading you to give, you can definitely take advantage of that at citychurchob.com. We love you guys. We hope you have an excellent amazing week. Stay warm. If you need anything, please, please let us know. Next Sunday, be here for Jesus is the reason for peace. Looking forward to it. We'll see you guys then. Take care. Bye-bye.